but it is the truth. Murder is the only word that honestly describes her death. So sometimes when someone asks what happened to my mother, instead of holding on to this word, toying with a small pain of it as if it were a loose tooth, I go ahead and spit it out. No matter how many times I do, no matter how many people I tell, the raw strangeness of the fact of my mother's death never changes. I try not to watch the people who hear this piece of unexpected news, but I do. I look for the freshness of their surprise, for the way their eyes flicker, their mouth tightens. I watch and wonder what they're thinking, of me and of who my mother was or might have been. I always feel I need to say more, like I need to put this information into some kind of understandable context to explain my mother's life by explaining how she got to her death. I want to help other people assimilate this news, help them get over it, or let them feel they're helping me get over it. I sense I need to reassert myself to show somehow that I'm the same person, that this news has changed nothing about me, that it should change nothing about who the other person thinks I am. At the same time, I don't want to explain anything at all. I'm still just a little wearied by the fact that all of the burdens my mother put on me while she was alive, the worse one continues after her death, precisely because of the way she died. I also don't want to say anything more because I don't feel I have what I imagine are the appropriate emotions to attend to this information, the expected sensations of loss, horror, and sadness. I never have and still don't see either of us as a victim of her murder or her murderer. I may never fully understand what it means to be the daughter of my mother, much less the daughter of a murdered woman, any more than any of us fully comprehend the myriad ways our parents shaped us. Sometimes I simply don't want to share this story. After all, this is my mother we're talking about. As her daughter, I belong to her. As my mother, she also belongs to me. I don't have her anymore, but I still have her story. More often than not, I simply say that my mother is dead. But then I feel like I'm lying. Sometimes I say she was killed. But that's disassembling. Other times I say I don't want to talk about it. Or say, some other time, over a beer or six. But then I'm hiding something. Not just something about her, but something about me. Sometimes I don't say anything at all. It's a long story, the tale of how my mother got to be a woman who was murdered. She had all the raw materials that should have foretold a life of accomplishment and happiness. For a while, she had all these things. But before her life reached a credible apex, it began to dip and then tumble downward. My mother was once a beauty pageant winner, an artist, and a fashion designer. She ended up a bloated, ranting, alcoholic street person, stabbed and strangled in a burned-out building, her sundress hiked up around her waist, her panties caught around an ankle, her ancient, tiny, one-eyed dog standing guard over her body, growling at the police who were called to the scene. Only that's not the story I've told people. When I told it at all, I offered a shortened version a compressed tragedy, complete with rising tension, a heroine with a fatal flaw or two, or ten, 
a denouement of bad choices and worse luck, and then a bloody final scene. A talented, fortunate, beautiful woman is beset with alcoholism and mental illness, which lead her to the streets, and she ends up murdered by another street person. I've told myself that I don't want to burden other people with too many searing and ugly images. I told myself that this abridgment was more than enough. But because I offered only a superficial synopsis, what I got in return was only the usual platitudes. All those experiences made you the strong and independent person you are today. Well, your life is so good now. You could just move on and forget about all that.